connect, collaborate, network, find people who are experts in the subject matter that you are not. Pick their brains, have interviews like this, um, you know, to help others. Again, things that are in service to others and yourself. Welcome to Lori the Podcast, and I'm your host, Lori. And I am super excited. You're here to join me on my public speaking journey, finding out what the most impactful way is to get your audience into action. Your message is worth sharing and people need to hear it from you. So are you ready? Let's go. In today's show, we have Shannon Downey, operator and owner of Six Degree Speaking Management. And she's over 11 years in the speaking industry and is here today with us to share the biggest misconceptions about the industry and tangible action steps to get you to speak on more stages. And just like a lot of people I met over the last years, she completely rolled into it. I went over to a friend's, was having a glass of wine, friend had new friend, new friend had started new job and said, we're hiring. And I'm like, oh, what do you do? I manage and promote keynote speakers. And haha, that's funny. I can't even lift those things. They're bigger than me. And I'm not really into music. Thinking speakers, boxes, like (laughs) audio. Yeah, I was that naive. I didn't know this industry existed. So she told me what the website was and told me to send my resume Monday. So I sent my resume, did my interviews, got the job, started um, just before Christmas. So it was a little bit quieter. It allowed me a little bit of time to learn. And literally by day three, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing that ever existed. I was instantly hooked. And so that was 11 and a little bit years ago. And I haven't stopped since. So that is me. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. Went out on my own six years ago. And uh, based in Calgary, Alberta, uh, Canada, and a lot of people find that really quite fascinating. Um, And the biggest thing is I work for mostly Americans and I have one Irishman and I don't actually have any Canadians on the roster. Mm -hmm. And people always ask, how can you do that? And I'm like, really, all you need is internet and cell phone. And that's how you can do this. Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. I love that. And since you say internet is everything you need. I know there's a lot of speakers out there having an amazing idea, want to speak more on stages, change their LinkedIn bio to public speaker or motivational speaker, and then think, you know what? I want to be a speaker. I need to be registered at a speaking bureau. So they do. And then they're making it rain, right? Like this is how it works, right? Or what is your opinion about it from being in the industry for years? (laughs) It's a misconception. Um, A lot of speakers, I think that there's a disconnect in the definition of representation promoted by, marketed by, and I guess exclusive. So when you are a speaker and you change your profile or your LinkedIn bio to speaker or keynote speaker, motivational speaker, that's your job title. And then if you end up being marketed by or promoted by or hosted on a speaker bureau website, that doesn't mean that they're actually your representative. 
they are just marketing and promoting and hosting your profile. So that's one avenue. Some bureaus have exclusive speakers. So they have an entire roster of speakers that they actually do exclusively represent. And then there's speaker management models like me, who I have a very small group of humans that I represent. So their business is my sole focus and they get hosted on or marketed by or posted on speaker bureau websites, but they are exclusively managed by me. So Mm. all of those models work very differently. So again, changing the job title and saying, I'm a speaker and I'm hosted on so-and-so's website, that's just step one. It's a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket, but the bucket needs to be filled, right? And and just to 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 recap a bit, because I mean I can understand that people are listening like rosters, managers, bookings, blah, whoa, that's a lot of things. So basically, if I understand it correctly, you have this triangle in the speaking industry. You have the speaker, you have maybe the middleman who could be like an agency, a bureau, a platform, a manager, and then you have the event organizer. And we're talking now about like how can the the middleman, um, make it easier for speakers to be booked, right? And you're saying it's a, a raindrop in a bucket. It's step one. Is registering at a speaking agency step one if you want to become a successful speaker? What is the most impactful move that you can make as an awesome individual who wants to share an inspiring message in order to stand in front of people? Work. <laughs> one, <laughs> one word, work. of the workload, I think, actually comes from the speaker because in a way, I view them as the oracle. They are the source of the information, the thought ideas, the expert. So and if you're not working, everything that I as a speaker manager or a speaker bureau or an end client does, none of that is going to matter unless you, the speaker, are doing the work. And again, that's like, I truly believe that that's where a lot of speakers perhaps don't get going is that you have to work. You have to really assert yourself as the authority. So you've got to have social media, you've got to have podcasts and interviews like this, you've got to have information out there and you are putting yourself out there. And no matter who you work with, speaker, manager, exclusive or bureau, we can only replicate what you do and say, mm-hmm. we can't create it for you. So we're an extra amplifier if, if you mind. Wow, this is brilliant because when you first said it, I had this thought in my mind, although I know the industry now a bit, I had this thought like, yeah, but why then would I hire someone? Because you pay money to do something that you need to do 90% anyways. So, but what what you're saying now is you, you are replicating what is already existing. So the more you put in, the more you get out. Is that what I'm hearing? Replicating, amplifying, supporting. I do a lot of in it. With my speakers, I do a lot of deconstruction and reconstruction sometimes. I do a lot of phone calls where I will connect with a uh, trusted agent at a bureau I've worked with for 11 years and say like, hey, speaker X is doing this and we really think that this is like the next great thing. Here's some of the content we're working on. Does this work for you and your clientele? And they'll give us some feedback. In a way, those conversations, we open doors that speakers might not know exist. They don't have that relationship. 
So I can be, I say, I think in my LinkedIn profile, I have something like I am a conduit. And so I am, I'm a back and forth. Sometimes the agents will tell me that not really what we're getting right now. You need to adjust the wording. Okay. Back to the drawing board. And so the speaker and I connect and we, you know, scribble through and rewrite and tweak and finesse and we try again. And then all of a sudden it clicks either with the agent or the client. So I am just an avenue of collaboration and perhaps connection that they may not have had before. Same with the bureaus. They have uh, funnels of past clients that they can promote a speaker to. So if I can get them to the bureau, the bureau gets them to the clients. It's just, it's this whole process of back and forth. Interesting. Interesting. So this is actually really interesting. So if you are a speaker, you have this amazing story that you want to share. When it would be a good time to ask a middleman, if I can call it like this, to help you out? What would be what would be the starting point? When you have enough bookings to keep yourself too busy managing the details rather than managing the content. If you are more turning into an event logistics coordinator and, you know, booking your travels and your cars and your hotels or or whatnot, and you're not focusing on being the topic expert, the oracle, the the I guess just the, the fountain of information, I think that's a good time because then that way nothing slips. If you mm. wait too long and you start slipping, you forget stuff, perhaps you're not as organized as you should be. And then your client is you know, saying like, we already discussed this, that you need to pull someone in. So are you saying that if you want to be an amazing speaker, that the first stages until you are so fully booked that you cannot remember the logistics before you should not ask for help uh, in the industry for more bookings? Is that is that what I'm hearing? No, before you start slipping. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So if you can, I call it advanced planning. So if you can look at your calendar for the year, and I mean, COVID taught us a lot. We, 2020, we all started out, everything was amazing. And then in the span of two weeks, the entire world shut down. No one saw that coming. No one had a playbook. No one could have advanced planned that. So if you're looking now, let's say it's February, and you're looking at the rest of your year, and you already have 59 on the books for the year, which is an amazing number. Most speakers would be like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. Um, 59, um, managing that by yourself, that's, I think, dangerous territory. When you start getting into the 35s and 40s per year, and you can already see that on your calendar, and it is only February, it is time to collaborate. It's either go find a personal assistant, find someone who's very detail-oriented, who has experience in travel and event logistics on-site, that kind of stuff. Just go find a person before it's too late. I think it's so interesting what you're saying, because I think a lot of speakers are like, well, if I have one and a half, that would be already more than one. So what if I get an agent or a manager just in case... They can already get me three extra bookings. <laughs> Ooh, cliffhanger. Shannon is going to give an awesome answer on this question. But the real biggest secret to more bookings is to just have a stellar talk. And I've got a free training for you to help you get there. Click in the link in the description and start today.
Exactly. Yeah, I know, right? So we're talking about one versus 59 or 1.5. And then the other flaw too, I think when you when you're advanced planning that, sometimes a speaker manager or being exclusively represented by a bureau, that it has costs associated with it. And you have to look at that as an investment back into yourself or back into your business as a speaker. I have a friend who worked with a speaker and that speaker said once, you're my biggest bill, which is the most awful thing I've ever heard in a way. Um, But sometimes that's how we or the bureau get looked at again, like a bill. And it's like, yes, but it's a, it's an investment back into your business. So if that bill costs you X amount of dollars per year or an extra commission per booking, you got to balance that out by how many extra bookings you might've got or how many more bureaus and clients you got in front of. So there's an expense, but there's also a benefit. So, you know, it's not just an expense and a bill. Yeah. Yeah. I got you on that one. It's like, if you want to grow, you need to invest. I think everybody who is listening or watching this right now believes that too, because the yeah. more we invest in ourselves, the more value we can value we can add, the more value we can add, the more we return from it as well. So it's it's absolutely. it's it's a wagon wheel. Um, yeah, absolutely. And just just thinking about the whole timeline, okay? So you're starting off with I have a message worth sharing. I want to make impact. This is a start that a lot of people are having right now and now you're saying okay you you should ask for speaking um for speaking help once you have you know 35 to 40 gigs a year already planned like what out of your experience do you see is is in the middle because how do you get there if, if you are busy with creating your keynote thinking about where to look for opportunities who are these people where can i find speaking opportunities yeah. i don't know where do you start you can ask for help sooner. So when, when I answered the question the first time, I was thinking help, help like me, mm-hmm. help like a bureau, help like um, another, I guess, firm. But there's steps that can occur in the meanwhile. You can actually work with coach who actually really helps you finesse the styling of the keynote. Mm-hmm. You can work with content creators or even copyright editors to help you edit the keynote words, the flow, the segues, how the sections work, um, where you can customize for a specific industry. So you can bring in help at any time. Um, mm-hmm. You can I get it. create or join a mastermind group or an association. So in Canada, there's the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. I know there's in the United States, and I think they have a couple of Canadian chapters, National Speakers Association. There is a ton of education to be had and found in those. So that's North America. I know um, there are other organizations uh, in Europe, in Asia. I don't know their names, unfortunately, but I do know that they exist. So that is a excellent avenue, collaboration, education, and resources to help you well before you get to management representation. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And what a, that is, that is great because like you don't want to feel alone, but you need to step up in the beginning from yourself, right? And what you said, you need to put in at least 90% of the work when you're already advanced, but before it's probably even more. So you can get help through associations, through groups. You can have help by styling, which I think it's so important because if you're not memorable, it's really great that you have one opportunity, but if you're not so great, like this whole idea of 
ideas worth sharing is not something that you just want to share a lot, but it needs to be memorable and people need to take yep. action upon it, right? Yes. So what are some actions you see that speakers can take for themselves? Uh, like what is the 90% look like in your experience? Like what do you see that, that are great needle movers for speakers? Creation, content, repetition, because human beings, we only actually retain 3% of what we hear. We all know that we like cruise through social media at a mad rate. So if it's longer than I think like 12 seconds, people barely watch and they barely read. So you have to just be consistent. Uh, there's a gentleman here in the United States uh, named Shep Hyken. He is a content machine. He has an absolute a godfather status in a way in the industry. Like he, he is just the master of it. And for him, it is creation, repetition, posting. And he has a very detailed way of doing it. And so he is somebody that I would say, take a look at what he does and how he does it. Use other people's topic or expertise at a starting point. Make sure and give them the credit and then use it perhaps to spin and insert your own opinion. So um, it's it's just a way to take something that already exists and just add to it. So you're amplifying them, but you're also amplifying yourself, um, which is again, collaboration. I, I just think, yeah, it's a, those two, content creation, collaboration, repetition. So it's actually those four. Yeah, brilliant. It is, it's so funny that, you know, a lot of people are looking for this golden buzzer, this magic machine or this rainmaker. Yeah. Uh, and every single conversation that I'm having with someone in the speaking industry who has been there for a long time, always says unelegant answers that you might not want to hear. But when you start to hear them all the time, you start to really believe it's true. I mean, you just need yes. to put in the word. Yes. Yeah. So if I guess... If you wanted to summarize, yeah, there is no golden goose. There is no golden buzzer. Or actually, in the States, we call it the easy button. There is no easy button. It doesn't exist. Um, you can buy it at Staples and it makes a cute noise, but it's not a thing that actually exists in speaking world. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, it is a long game. I tell a lot of speakers that even if I get started with a speaker, they may have had an existing business. Perhaps they, they went off elsewhere. They were book writing or they had personal things and then they come back. It takes at least about 15 months to get some good runway and some good traction. So again, you can't just hang your shingle and say, I'm a speaker and the bookings will come. It takes time. All the other things, like I said, the content creation, collaboration, and repetition, all of those affect the outcome. And unfortunately, two things that we really don't have a ton of control over, the economy and world, I guess, current events. Every year, it's something new. Gosh, I mean, for the last three years, it's been like every month, it was something new. Um, and so that... You have to be able to adjust quickly and not just sit back and rest. And that's where it gets hard because like I said, it's a long game and you have to make sure also rest, but also like don't rest, but take care of yourself too. So again, you have to feed yourself as a person and then feed yourself as a speaker and then feed everyone else your speaker stuff. It's kind of a very large cycle.
Yeah. Yeah. And it's what, what happens in all the industries, right? Like if you see speaking as a business, then businesses need to adapt as well. Like uh, resilience is the number one thing that people need to not go out of uh, control in this super adaptive world. And what I'm very curious about from your experience, huh? like speakers always ask me like, yeah, but what are event organizers looking for? Like, do you see some trends that like topics are always asked or or just the opposite? Like, what do you see with all that experience that you have? Okay, so for example, I have one speaker who is very teamwork motivational but because the depth of their content is so deep they can finesse it so that it's leadership resilience uh collaboration so they have a very deep reservoir and they have been consistently booked for years without adjusting their main messaging a whole lot because they are so deep there are other speakers i see um that perhaps get very uh, niched or like they're in a niche and that gets really hard. So if you do tend to get very niche or like super macro into a very specific topic or industry, I think that's a no-no. I think it needs to be more broad. If not, people will be very heavily booked in their industry. That's wonderful. Um, But I think that has a lifespan. And I think that they need to look outside their industry and perhaps broaden their horizons or their messaging in order to get bookings in other industries too. It's just like another funnel, right? You could be amazing in healthcare, but that's one funnel. How does that translate to financial services, retail, um, technology? Again, trying to be broad. Yeah. So what would you say is the, and this is a hard question, so I'm putting you a bit under the bus here, but let's let's brainstorm about it together. Like, what is the perfect balance? Because people are always looking, okay, it does make sense. Like, okay, I don't need to be too specific. I don't need to be too vague. What is the perfect balance to find that funnel, to not be like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard question. Yeah, no, that is hard. Um, So sometimes... There's one thing I can always believe in the content and the messaging and like just the copyright too. Speakers tend to get very stuck in I thinking their past history, their expertise, their like their topics or their write-ups or their websites are very I, I, I. And I don't think that that's the way that it should be. I think it needs to be very much the complete opposite. What problem do you solve? So regardless of the industry, what problem do you solve as a speaker is the number one thing. The second thing I think that should follow it is why perhaps are you the expert to solve that problem for that client? And then the last part of it is, What is the audience going to walk away with? And I always kind of sum up those three points with, it sounds really informal, but what's in it for me if I hired this person? As a meeting planner, as an end client, what about a speaker's platform and content says or answers the question of what's in it for me if I hire this person? And I've seen that echoed in a couple of other thought leaders. So there's a boot camp here in the United States uh, hosted by a group of speakers who are very successful. It is called Impact 11. They talk about the same sort of formula and they call it a PCT. 
So, and I can't remember exactly what the, uh, the initial stand for, but it's basically what's the problem? How is it that you solve the problem, like a content expert, and then T is the takeaways. So they have that same styling. And I know a lot of speaker coaching platforms have the same formula as well. What's the problem? How are you the expert to solve it? And what does the audience walk away thinking or feeling or being able to do? Wow, this is very powerful. And I think this can also just magically wave some of the uncertainties away. Because what I'm hearing, and let's see if you agree with my summary of what you just said, is that a lot of stuff is happening around us. And the only thing that we need to do is add value to the other person. So if we always look through the lens of what do we what do we already know? How can we add value to the situation who it is right now with the people that are in front of me right now? Just make a decision and go with it and iterate upon it over time because it's changing anyways. Uh, put in the work and at some yes. point look forward and ask for help for people who already know what we don't know yet. Or maybe if we don't know that we don't know. Yes, then... absolutely. Yeah, you don't know unless you know. And you don't know until you actually know. Like it again, it's a cycle, right? So I think, yeah, I that's a very good summary. I love it. And just to to wrap it off, uh, wrap it up, <laughs> not to wrap it off. Um, <laughs> what would your biggest like uh, this as a listener, they've been through it all now, huh? And now it's at the end. What is the one thing that you would want to say to the people who have such incredible stories are not on the 35 to 40? gigs per year but are dreaming of it what is the one action that they should take now that will bring them one step closer to that dream what would you say that would be oh that's a loaded question wow i thought i would i would use the most easiest one for last (laughs) yeah no um i don't know not to sound cliche but like just do it I I honestly think a lot of people get stuck in the fear or they're overwhelmed by the enormity of it. Um, I think just try and be of service. It's not about you per se, but more about the audience or the event planner. So what can you do for them? Wow. It doesn't sound cliche. It sounds very sincere. And I also feel the authority with how you speak about it because you know the industry. And although it might doesn't sound like something you would love to hear, like, oh, I just should put in the word. I mean, it is something that will bring the needle forward. And the more we just persevere... The more we will learn and the more we don't know that we don't know and and then we can iterate upon over time. So, yeah. And connect, collaborate, network, find people who are experts in the subject matter that you are not. Pick their brains, have interviews like this, um, you know, to help others. Again, things that are in service to others and yourself. I love it. I think you've been of service right now for us in a tremendous way so i want to super thank you absolutely amazing that you want to help amazing impact makers make more impact so super appreciate it you're welcome wow we're at the end of this episode already what a ride i hope you took as many notes as i did and i would love to hear from you a review would be awesome and you know what would be awesome too to make more impact and there's not one but three ways we can get there the first to reach more people 
Who is this one person, a colleague, a friend, or a neighbor who could benefit from this episode as well? Copy the link and share it with them. The second step is to not only be inspired, but also take action upon the knowledge that you gain. And to help you do so, I will give you my 14-day speaking habit training completely for free. So you can build that speaking muscle right now. Check the link in the description, it's ready for you. And the third step is to get more insights from other angles of the speaking industry. Subscribe to the podcast so you will never ever have to miss a single episode. And that's why I can say now to you, see you in the next one. Ciao, ciao.